How many times have you sent messages to women and gotten zero response or maybe gotten a response and then it fizzled out immediately? Well, you need help with your banter, my friend. And that is where I come in. I am basically the world's only banter coach. I teach you and give you the hard skill of being witty and clever and fun and also emotive and vulnerable to connect with women so that they want to know you. They want to go on a date with you. I have helped so many men succeed at this. I've lost count. So if you're struggling in this department, I'm telling you it is worth your time to go to kristinandchill.com. If I could take all the guys that I've worked with and have them yell at you and beat you up until you finally give in and say, okay, this is something I really do need to work on, I would do that. But unfortunately, I can't do that. But what I can do is I can teach you to be fast on your feet so that you can charm her socks off and even more. And if you're finding you're not even getting matches to be able to banter in the first place, I make killer profiles. I hate to brag, but they're really, really good. So if you need help with your profile, I'm here for that as well. Make 2023 not 2022 or 2021 or however long you've been struggling. And you can start doing that by going to kristinandchill.com. Hey guys, welcome to Ask Women. I'm Kristen. Here with Marnie Kinder, she's back. Yay! Her, her duties. It's only been two days, but you're you're back yeah. and looking amazing. Thank you. Um, we have voice of man in the studio, Dick of the day. Hey, what? he's the fat kid from Mighty Ducks. The fat kid from Mighty Ducks. Yeah, he's not so fat anymore. So handsome and spelt. Um, Aaron Schwartz. Hey. Thanks for coming. And I just want to give a little disclaimer because I've been away for a while and on very little sleep, my brain is a little mushy. So if I'm not making sense. Tough shit. You can press fast forward and listen to other people talking on the show. But hopefully my brain will come back very quickly. Um, today, I wanted to talk about um, depression because I've had a few emails come in recently for the podcast, for my business as well, um, from people who are clinically depressed. And I want to talk about multiple levels of depression, um, but people who are clinically depressed and worrying whether or not they can date. And I'm so happy Marnie wanted to talk about this today because I'm actually starting a new podcast called Mentally Chill. The I-L-L is in parentheses, mentally ill, and it's I all about it. depression. Um, mm-hmm. You guys should check it out. It'll be on iTunes probably when um, this is out. Yeah. And uh, it's with Stevie Ryan, who's a really funny chick and um, very depressed, very depressed, way more depressed than me. And I'm really, really depressed. Isn't that a comedian mm-hmm. thing, though? Aren't like most, I mean, I have a lot of yeah. comedian friends and every single one of them, sometimes I'm just like, I need to. They're, they're all depressed. If they're right. not depressed, I don't trust them. Like, I don't trust that they're funny. Right. I don't you trust need that, that depression. Yeah, no, you do. That. And yeah. that self-deprecation comes in handy when you're a comedian. I was actually a stand-up comedian for four years. So, oh, oh I know. Okay, awesome. Yeah. On stage, off stage. And it is like a riot. And almost, I want to say 85% of them were really depressed and they needed that to fuel the fire and get the attention and just make themselves feel better and it was like always chasing a drug 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 yeah. well how does that translate to being into a relationship i know that listen i i am well, the I same can... way in a relationship and i am not clinically depressed so how like well i can, can tell you exactly yeah. because um most people listening know i went through a breakup of like about eight nine ten months ago at this point of an eight-year relationship and what i've found is now like the stand-up relates to dating and that now i'm looking for fulfillment from the opposite sex because I'm sad and lonely. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like chasing that. It's like having that, you're that insecure girl who is a stripper because her daddy didn't love her kind of thing. That's what depression's doing to me now that I'm single is that I'm looking for outside um, Satis- satisfaction mm-hmm. or in, uh, um, yeah, fulfillment or gratification, whatever, whatever yeah. it is. So okay. does that depression shift for you? Like, like you're, because you said you're clinically depressed. Mm-hmm. So does a mm-hmm. depression shift for you? Does like the stuff that you were depressed about before that just had really no base in, the, in anything in your life, did that change and all of a sudden become just the depression in yeah. that regard? Yeah, it's, I, a doctor told me once um, that like I do, my depression shifts from like stuff that's going on in my life. So when stuff's going well, my depression definitely plateaus, like it doesn't go super low. Um, but 
yeah, I'm circumstantially depressed sometimes, but I'm definitely te- uh, clinically depressed as well. Yeah. But circumstances make it go up and down. I would say that sounds like my levels of depression as well. So what's the what's the difference? Uh, the difference is like you start you start at zero and go your way up. I start at like negative fifty and then try to get up to zero. Right. To feel normal. Yeah. Again. Because I will say that, like, because we, how did you phrase it before we started our show uh, when I was talking about I, the differences? I, I think it was like that uh, circumstance oh, will cause you to be depressed and that's a normal depression. And then uh, just depression in regards to life in general. Yeah. Will, the chemical imbalance. Will be like or chemical imbalance or, yeah. Yeah. So, well, because I, I would say for me, if we're looking at different, you know, levels of depression or terms of depression, I will not a color spectrum. It's right. all gray and white. Right, exactly. That, that's your spectrum <laughs> over there. But um, I, I, I will say on a grand level, and then I want to break it down a little bit more. Um, when you don't feel wonderful about yourself, when you don't have confidence, when you put your happiness into somebody else's hands, um, it, it's not a great place to date from. Like it's not, it's not healthy. And I think that I, I've done that before. I've, I've have had a situation in the past. I've talked about it on the show where, um, I had a boyfriend break up with me in my early twenties and I went into a year long depression, um, that resulted in a stroke, but, um, yeah, <laughs> no, and it was, it was horrible. And it's like, I, but I was doing it to my, myself and I felt like a crazy person during that time, but it was, it really stemmed from insecurity and lack of confidence in who I was as a person. And I was putting too much power into other people's hands. Well, I think when you're depressed, you're looking for that person to be the, be, bring you that happiness yeah. to date when you're dating. That's what you're looking for. It's like, yeah. make me feel full because yeah. I feel that's so dangerous. empty alone. Yeah. But I think that happens on, on every A year later, level. you're like, why the? fuck am I with this person yeah, right now? Yeah. This is not the person. So yeah. here, here's the thing that I want to talk about is how do, on every level of depression, I want to know how to help curb those thoughts for yourself and how to not come from that place when you're dating, like whether or not you're clinically depressed and you're having medication to help you with that. But what are other tools that we can use so that you don't get into the place where oh, you with this power? <laughs> yeah. Well, but the thing is, is that a lot of people who write to me that that is the core issue when they're you know out dating women. Um, they're constantly sitting there thinking, okay, like me, like me, like me. Do you like me? As opposed to sitting back thinking, do I actually like this person? Am I enjoying my time out? They care more about whether or not she's attracted to them uh, instead of do I like this person to invest more time? In yeah, them? they lose they lose sight of what they're looking for and they kind of look what for the for what the other person validation. For. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So for you guys in your dating lives, I know that you said you're married. Are you dating anybody? I'm I'm off and on actually right now. So yeah, okay. I've actually gone through like kind of a breakup recently, and it's been like this off and on. Should I stay? Should I go? Kind of thing. And I've definitely gone should through some. Should I stay or should I go? Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Right now I'm at stay, and then <laughs> yesterday I was at go, and like. So and you're kind of in a depression state as I'm well. I'm definitely in a depression state. Yeah, I you know, and you were saying like what helped what helps people out. I mean, I had a friends, friends definitely are like the key to like helping you out. It's a dangerous thing though. Cause when you have a friend and you want to just like vent everything yeah, That's as a dude, especially, and, and I know it's, it's like a shitty thing to say, but as a, you know, guys don't want to hear other guys spend hours talking about what they like about their girlfriend right. or what, so you know, a, what they you miss. You need a gay bestie. Yeah. 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 Or then, but then they start like touching the but uh, yeah, so I mean, friends, it's just hard in LA, I feel like, as I'm a New Yorker, so as a New Yorker, it was easier to, I don't know, friends, finding friends in New York was so much easier than finding friends in LA. I feel like yeah. it's so sprawled out here. And so I think it's it's a lot harder out here to find those friends that are going to like Be there keep for you, you stable, keep you. Well, also it's like, well, is that's still going to help my career? That's what they want to know. Right. Oh, yeah. And sometimes well, I go, oh, I'm getting skinny and my acting's amazing. So let's, you know, let's <laughs> yeah. keep Well, that's out. still relying on other people to bring you happiness. As, as wonderful as, it's, as friends are, and they can be there for you, at the end of the day, you need to be there for yourself. Mm. So, and to stop that cycle, I think. So whether it's with girlfriends, boyfriends, people that you're dating, if you are always looking for that self-validation from other people, it will never end. It will pop its ugly head up if you meet somebody and it does work for 10 years, you get married, have kids, and then all of a sudden, 10 years into it, you're like getting depressed all over again because what you have is never enough. Mm-hmm. And so that's when it's like, you really just have to nip, nip it in the bud and start working on yourself before you continue this downward cycle. Because whether you're 
30, 40, 50, 60, it happens. And then you have to retract divorce and all this ugly stuff happens. And well, you just got to get it. Can for, you do that while in a relationship? Um, I am definitely not a psychologist. I think everybody's form of depression is different and it's, it's uniquely for each person. And there's always things that you can do to work on yourself while you are in a relationship. That's why you go to marriage counseling or you see a um, psycho, a psychologist or whatever it is. I think it's, it really depends on your current state. No, I, I completely agree with yeah. you. You were going to say something. I can't remember. You can't remember now. Dang it, sorry. Depression makes you short term. When I started going out with a girl one time, I was telling her how I had issues in the past with certain things. And I worked on the issues. Like for your, like your for own my own stuff. Mm -hmm. But it never rears its head until I'm actually in the relationship. That's right. what I'm so talking about. So how do I know about. if I fixed it or not? You know, and so I've like mm -hmm. done, done work on myself. And then all of a sudden in the relationship, here it comes six months mm -hmm. later. I'm like, shit, how do I realize? How do I... Right before. And so I think there are times where it's like you need to you need to be in a relationship to really to, fix to figure it out. Right. Yeah. I remember I can even know it's there. I remember what I was going to say, which is as someone with depression and who's dating, I'm so fixated on not feeling sad and trying to not feel so empty that I know in 10 years if I got if I became serious with someone, got married, I know for a fact in 10 years, it would, like you said, rear its ugly. It head. will. It's inevitable. But I'm so fixated on sharing the happiness short term right now that it's like, I don't care. I want to be with this person because it makes me feel good right now. Yeah. So but, you have to look long term. But not everybody in our life is meant for a long term short right. season and a right. reason. So right. even though I would definitely say to try to date, whether you're in That's how we feel or not, because in LA. you're practicing. Like you're practicing. Mm -hmm. I'm right. sorry. What you said? Oh, no, I'm sorry. Yeah. I was making a bad joke. Oh. I love that joke. It is really not worth it. Okay. So as somebody that is clinically depressed, do you think, like, remove yourself from this feels really good. Do you think that it's fair? The other person? Absolutely not. But depression is selfish. Depression doesn't care. My depression is selfish as well. So I understand. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, you should. I should not be dating right now. You should not be dating. I know but that because 100%. you are clinically depressed. Does that mean that you should never be dating? No, no. I I think for my current situation, being that like I'm still feel I still feel like I'm transitioning. I'm still kind of not earning money in the way that I want to be earning money. Like my career isn't like where I want it to be. I need to focus on those things. So I don't think it's fair to the person because I'm not a complete person right now. Depressed. I'm not making any money. I'm you know uh, not sure where I'm going to be in the next year, you know, that kind of stuff. I need to fix first before I date. Right. I said the same thing to a girl I was dating and she goes, all Bullshit. those things are not you. That's what she said to me. Mm -hmm. All those things are not, that does, that's not who you are. Mm -hmm. Like all those things you're looking at. And I, I mean, I do the same thing. I'm not exactly where I want to be in my career. And I'm like, I shouldn't be like putting this on somebody else. And this one girl said this to me and she was, she was like, it was mind blown. She said, all those things are not you. Like you, the money, the money you're making, uh, all the things that make you feel good about yourself, it's not you. You have to find ways to make yourself feel good right. about yourself That's without right. all the external shit. Okay. Not possible. But it's not possible for me. <laughs> me either. No, but it's Don't interesting that you say you shouldn't be dating right now because I... I, I well, think... my roommates have told me that. They're like, because they see me day in and day out and they see how vulnerable I am because it's like, like you said, the person you go out on a date and you're like, do I actually like this person? You know, I'm not really, at, I mean, I, I am asking myself that because if I don't like someone, I'm not going to like go out right. with them again. But they see how vulnerable I am to actions of the people that I go out with. So it's like, if I, if I go out with a guy and I like him and he doesn't get back to me right away, I sink so low. It's not natural. Like it's not, I'm not in the right frame of mind right now Are to deal with it. Are you only relying way. on dates to make yourself feel good or are there other things uh drinking there? I, mean, I rely on alcohol awesome. <laughs> rely on Aaron um oh no I was saying alcohol no, but I'm, me too yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah no I mean I'm not really doing that I'm trying was, to but I'm I mean really. you gotta get a contrary action is doing stuff that even though you don't feel like doing so it's the worst. Oh, I, hate I know, but, you, but it always feels great when you end up doing it. Exactly. It is. But when you're the who wants to go to the gym? Like, I always feel yeah. good after I'm done. Oh, I'm who wants to go there? <laughs> I have been forcing myself to go to the gym. Yeah, I've been it overwhelming it. though. Like when you don't want to do it and you're depressed, and then you're yeah. doing it, and it's like oh, basically it's like the pain it feels of that. when yeah. you're like in bed. It feels like you have eight thousand boulders weighing you down, and to like try to get out of bed, you have to like one by one try to remove these boulders. Well, let me let me reverse the question then, and like on the flip side for somebody dating somebody that suffers from depression or that 
may not be in their best state just yet. So not suffer from depression, but may not have the job that they want, may not have the body that they want, may not be in the position that they're at. Should they be dating those people? If those people are I think it's happy. like cutting off everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Basically, if you say no to this, but like, how do you date somebody that isn't living up to their potential, feels it, knows it, and it's weighing on them? Mm, look at them. Don't look at me. Hey, I'm on, I'm kind of more on your spectrum than, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. true. But it's interesting that both of you are dating, even though you (laughs) You have a shit meeting. Probably because we need to, to kind of keep it, keep it, you know, level. I feel like a lot of people. I would say like um, positivity is contagious. And so, you know, you all, they always say AIDS. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Really bad. (laughs) But like, you always like can look at yourself like, oh, are you learning from your, your, I read this article today. that was like, you are what your five, you know, your favorite five friends are. So if you're attracting, if you're depressed and not happy with yourself, you're probably going to be attracting the same type of people because you guys have stuff in common rather than stepping out of your comfort zone and really dating that person that maybe looks like his, he had, does have his stuff together because you're and feel like, well, I'm going to pretend that, you know, I am happy. I am positive because practice does make perfect. And obviously clinically is different, but just to kind of get out there and practice and be around people that have that, you'll start to emulate it. I completely agree with you. I did want to talk about one thing because this is your area of expertise, the style. Yeah, I want to bring that up also. Because you, even when you walked in today, I asked her to assess me. Um, <laughs> and she said, well, first thing I noticed that you chose the right color palette, yourself, which I didn't even think about. I just know that red looks amazing on me. But, um, orange. but, or, 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 yeah, I, like, well, I don't like know. Orange. I'm colorblind. <laughs> but, burnt orange. But how, how does okay. style help with depression? Well, and the way people see When it. I first got a uh, started, I like, that's why I didn't go off of just fashion styling because you can make over the outside, like all the makeover shows that you see where they're like, Oh my God, I feel so fabulous. 85% of those people revert back to the way that they dressed before they actually had the makeover. So it's a great way to start, but you know, like you girls were saying, you have to work on your mind too. So there's colors that you can wear that instantly psychologically will boost your mood. So you probably don't want you want to wear black, <laughs> you want yeah. to wear dark colors, but when you see yellow and you see orange, you're like, your mood automatically boosts, which is why they always say have flowers around the house, paint your, you know, paint your room. My mood goes down because so many people look ugly in yellow and orange. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I see them. I look you just really made me sad. <laughs> yeah, you, you, because you have she olive looks skin. Pretty. Yeah. yeah, you have yeah. olive skin. That is a good color for me. I, I know. I have that. olive skin. I've got like pinkish red skin and yellow and but when you terrible. see uh i'm t- like more of like a yellow flower the sunshine yeah, like yeah. that stuff makes you happy so it doesn't mean you have to go out and like wear be like the yellow girl like, yeah. no okay yeah. it's just little pops of color. Yeah. <laughs> it's just little pops of color and to make yourself look presentable and make yourself feel good because when you go out you will get compliments if you do put yourself together mm-hmm. um, well i wanted so, yeah. to tweet this the other day um because when i put eyeliner on i instantly feel happier see and I, that makes me sound like a hoe. Because <laughs> hoes love their eyeliner. But the other day, I was just feeling like I couldn't really get like my brain moving, and like I just felt really gross. I was like, I'm just gonna put on an eyeliner because literally, there does something mentally to me where it wakes me up, and that's actually why I wear eyeliner so much. And so there's like dude equivalents for that. I feel like mm-hmm. you know, which is like either like getting a super sharp haircut or having that one really good fitting t-shirt or whatever that can yeah right it needs or a too good fitting t-shirt on a guy can also depress me when i was oh yeah 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 yeah. some guys (laughs) can can watch out with their yeah with their style too they're depressing people around them it's horrible very selfish back after this look bumble knows you're exhausted by dating all the must not take yourself too seriously and six one since that matters and What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. If you listen to the Ask Women podcast, then you are already miles and miles and miles ahead of other men when it comes to attracting and getting the girls you want. But I must confess, there's one missing piece in the puzzle, and that's flirting, or the ability to ignite sexual chemistry with any girl you meet in a matter of minutes. Most guys suck at flirting. They can't flirt their way out of a paper bag. But as your personal wing girl, I can't let you be one of those guys. That's why I want to show you the most effective step-by-step formulaic approach to flirting with any girl you like. 
This formulaic approach has been tested on thousands of girls and has been proven to work like magic. Yes, magic. You just apply the formula and see results instantly, and it's that powerful. To find out everything about this flirting formula, all you have to do is go to winggirlmethod.com slash flirty. I've made a special video for you where I reveal what this formula is all about. Go to winggirlmethod slash flirty, and you'll find out all about it. But let's go back to the question of, I love that you're thinking about style. Um, the question of, can you date somebody that is depressed? Like, what do you need to know before getting into a relationship with somebody who may not be in that right position in life um, or somebody that is clinically depressed? Like, I'm looking towards you because that you can yeah. speak to the clinical depression. Mm-hmm. But like, what should, should people stay away from people who are clinically depressed if they're not clinically depressed? Or what should they know going into it that they're going to have to deal with? Mm. Well, I think you have to assess first the, the type of person that you're getting with. So, for example, my ex-boyfriend was very patient with my depression. It made him mad at times and would frustrate him. But he was very patient and understanding. And he would, like, send me articles on how to, like, self-help articles and right. things like that. But to a depressed person, you're just like, I don't want a freaking article. Like, mm-hmm. I want my brain to just feel better. I don't want to read this, you know, so... It's touchy for the person to do it, but I think I knew from the get-go that he was open to it, whereas the guy that I've kind of been seeing on and off have not been open about it. I didn't tell him that I had depression until I brought up, like, until he saw, like, that I was doing a podcast about depression. Right. And then I had like, to... cutting, cutting your wrist. <laughs> until he saw all the blood <laughs> dripping from every... Here in the closet. Every... He's like, what's going on? Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um that's how depressed people come, they come out of the closet. Right. That they're depressed. Yeah. Um, but I just don't feel like he's as supportive or understanding. So I didn't tell him. Right. So, and I think that's a sign. Like you probably shouldn't be with that person or whatever. So I think first you have to assess the person and then um, you don't tell them like right from the beginning, but like as you start to build trust, then you let them know and mm-hmm. then kind of see, gauge their response that yeah. way. Probably one thing for people to know is that they can't necessarily help. It's like the emotional, really it's like the emotional version of herpes. Like you don't want to tell them right off the get-go. Yeah, but there's nothing they can do about it. Kind of have to. Right. Yeah. It's, it's like, you got to leave with your best part first and let, let them in. <laughs> right, right, right. And be like, I don't know, depression maybe is contagious like herpes. Like if I'm sad enough, maybe you'll start feeling sad, but probably not. Like it's not contagious. That's one good thing that the partner Right. No, but the partner should also know that they're going to be in a relationship with three people, not just two. With effects are right that who who that that other person is going to always win out. That's the depression you have. Right. You the yourself, the girl that you're dating, um, and the depression. The depression what, will always beat out. Yeah, the person. What should the what should the person do with the person who's depressed? Like yeah. what? Because you how were do saying they the understanding. Like what does that mean? The low low. Oh, um, when yeah, uh, that's a hard answer because. The person with depression doesn't even know what they should do for themselves. So it's hard to say mm-hmm. what someone else should do. I just know that he, like my ex would try like tough love. He'd be like, come on, get up, get out of bed. And that would really upset me because it was like he wasn't understanding or sympathetic. sympathetic. And it was like he was just trying to pretend. That it well, what if it. he were to say, because I know that this would help me as well, because obviously right now I'm going through um a mild depression because I'm exhausted and tired. I've just had a baby and my husband is having to deal with me with heightened patience and understanding. And I know that for me, hearing the sentences like what you do is freaking amazing and so hard. I can't even imagine having to do what mm-hmm. you do every single night, but I need you or Those I want you to. <laughs> and all of it, like lack of sleep, all of it. Like I, like so just, just showing that he he gets what I'm doing or what I'm going through for your case, um, making that statement, not trying to fix it in any way, and then saying, but let's get out of bed. Let's do this. Like, not that I'm in bed, but for you, like, let's, okay, get out of the house. Let's go walk around. How about for me, I could hear, I'm going to take the, the kids for the afternoon. That would be fantastic for me to hear. I'm going to take them off your hands. Not, do you want me to take them? No, because I know you don't want to take them if take you're asking. Control. I'm going to just the kids. do it. You go enjoy yourself. Have a great day. Exactly. I'm not taking oh. no for an answer. Right. Exactly. Is that a thing that women want too? Is like the guy to be like, listen, I'm going to do this right yes. now. Yes. See you later. Yes. Like, How do you feel? Don't ask had, us. Do it. <laughs> I just had like past like two months was just like me going like, hey, you want to go see this movie or you want to go see this? And and she started getting frustrated. She was yeah. like, I need you to pick a fucking movie. Oh, yeah. dear God. Yes. Don't even get me started on. I know I don't people listening are like, Kristen, stop dating so we don't have to hear your stories. But guys, 
a few guys that I've gone out with have been so wishy-washy that I'm just like, so they're, they're, oh, it's done. But they're not for you. They're not for me. But like, and they're also asking me to like go do things at 945 or 1045 when I'm already like getting ready for bed. And anyway, that has nothing to do with pressure. But um, it's just, (laughs) it's depressing you. It is. It's freaking irritating. But I wanted to, I wanted to go back before we get into the dating about the things that help you. Yeah. Well, I would say what something that did actually kind of help me is doing things that I really like to do. So like when my Mm -hmm. ex would initiate things that I love to do, which was like, really cheesy but like I love going to like Six Flags so doing something just like that's awesome yeah like just doing something that can maybe wake your brain up and and I wouldn't initiate like because I'm laying there like in like a cave I'm not thinking oh I want to go to Six Flags but he's like if he planned something like that or was like hey we're gonna go to Six Flags tomorrow that would kind of wake me up what if you say do you want to go to Six Flags tomorrow versus like tell exactly the way that he does it tell how to do it it'd be better to say we're going to Six Flags tomorrow. Okay. Rather than do you want to go? Because if you give the person with depression the option, they're always going to be like, no, I want to stay in bed. Right. But if it's just like tomorrow, we're going to wake up, we're going to go get coffee and we're going to go to Six Flags. And perfect. you know that he's doing that just for you. Yeah. So it's like, you don't want to let him down either. So yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. But that's interesting. So that's a trigger point for you as well. And well, you don't suffer from depression. Right. I mean, I cannot even compare this to depression because I'm not depressed, but I do get really bad PMS for like five days where someone yeah. should take my phone and not let me speak to anybody because right. the stuff that comes out of my mouth is crazy. Oh, me too. <laughs> I've had relationships end, girlfriends oh end. Like, I'm like, I almost want to like put my phone away. So what my husband does, God bless him, <laughs> he does exactly what you girls are talking about was he's just like, all right, babe, we're going to go for a walk. He hates walking. We'll go to Fryman. I know he hates exercising. He'll go. He's like, we're going to go exercise. I'm like... For me, okay. And then it's moving yourself from the bed, from the floor, which I sometimes hit when I'm crying and PMSing for mm-hmm. absolutely no reason, and moving yourself out of it to the fresh air to where someone is actually taking care of you and allowing that as well. So it's exactly what you're talking about is taking that effort when they're like, we're going to do this and you're going to like it. Yeah. And the that. person will have resistance. It's not like the person will be like, oh. I'm oh, not depressed. Oh, I love you now. Right. I'm so happy. They're but once they actually go, once you actually get out of your cocoon, then that's when you start feeling better. The ride there might be maybe miserable, maybe yeah. not. But I can see you on a roller coaster. <laughs> Ooh, this sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Oh, but in one, the car, I'm like, one you more question. Better. What about in the beginning stages of dating? How do you deal with somebody's depression? Like, let's say you're, let's say you're on a date with somebody, and little um, comments that you would probably make on your dates about putting yourself down, <laughs> like. How, oh, yeah. like, how do you deal with it at that point? If you really like the person, and you're like, I can deal with this stuff. How, how can those things be dealt with in the beginning stages of a relationship where they're not seeing you, you know, lying on the floor crying because of your PMS, but little things are coming out. Like, how does somebody... Well, I can kind of speak to that because of the guy that had seen, not seeing, definitely probably not seeing, but had said to me many times, stop, stop calling things out. Like, I would point... I, what I do is I observe, I observe and I point things out, but I do it too much to where it calls out my own flaws and stuff. So he would just say, stop, stop. stop." And like, maybe text me like, Hey, I think you're great, but you really should stop doing this. Um, that was kind of helpful for me because I became, I wasn't aware how much I was doing it. Like if I had like hairy legs, it'd be like, oh, my legs are so hairy. They're so, right, so just, just don't mention it and you bring less attention to it. Right. And those are things that, you know, I bring up because I'm feeling not great about myself or something. Right. So you wanted to call out the elephant. Share it in a way. Yeah. Because yeah. then I feel like, I mean, as a kid who was bullied, when you pointed something out first, the other person couldn't point it out right. and make mm-hmm. fun of it. I mean, maybe they could make fun well, of it. Well, let's flip it around. It, let's know? flip it around for people who on the show who may be a little bit insecure or uncomfortable and want to call everything out about themselves on a first date so that somebody else doesn't notice it or somebody else doesn't like see through Bite your tongue. what they're showing. So, so yeah, what are guidelines for people? Like, do you show any of those insecurities? How much do you show of the things that you think negatively about yourself? Well, I always thought that my <laughs> insecurities were insecurities were endearing. Like everyone else's insecurities are annoying, but mine were like cute and endearing. And then I kind of realized that's probably not the case because right. I am one of everybody else for the most part. And so um, I being brought, being it brought to my attention is helpful. Yeah. Wait, what was the question you just asked? <laughs> Wait, where am I going? With I was talking about people Why who are listening speaking? to the show who may have their own insecurities, may have, oh, a, right. you know, maybe a little bit down on themselves for certain things. Like, let's say there's a guy who is unemployed right now and he's going out and dating. Yeah. And he's like, oh, God, don't ask me what I do for a living. Or don't ask me how much I make. And I know that 
for a lot of people, they want to blurt it out and maybe put it down a little bit. What, what would be or the they better? Wanna, or they want to they put it out there right away so it's, it's not figured out from the other person. Right. They're, mm-hmm. they're laying it out. Exactly. I think What's, that's a bad idea. I yeah. honestly think that you should, I mean, first of all, I know it sounds cheesy, but think about all the like, positive things that you have going on and kind of focus on it, even though your mind doesn't want to focus on those things, just kind of like focus on it when you're on a date. And, and it takes all practice. This, it does. It does take practice. So what would be a better way to frame these things? Literally focus on the positive things. And, you know, any, any time it's like you're unemployed, don't bring up your unemployed. Well, let's up. say she does. Oh, what do you do for a living? Because oh. that's, I'm sure, a question that's going to be asked. You find a positive way to spin it. You have and to what find is the positive a, you know, way? I, you know, I'm transitioning I'm gonna, right I'm now. A handsome I'm, in between, a, I'm yeah. in between careers. <laughs> but would you like hearing that if you were on a date? I'm in between. I'm transitioning. Is that really what you would want to hear? No, but I think that the person that you are ultimately meant to be with, you're going to be together at the right time. Like my ex just, mm-hmm. got, my ex roommate just got married and he was like, I always thought, wow, who the heck <laughs> is going to be with him? Because yeah, he right. would go out on the date and, you know, self-deprecate and talk about all these bad things and talk about all whatever. And I was like, wow, he really needs a nerve or someone that can deal with his medical issues right. and his depression and whatever that's going to help him and keep him positive. And lo and behold, he's like married to a nurse now. No. And she just loves him. She cooks for him. He's so positive. It's he's terrible. like going back to school. So sometimes you just need that love that you're mm-hmm. not getting yeah. from sometimes somebody. That person to understand it. And also don't mm-hmm. put yourself down. I think ultimately if you have to say, okay, I'm unemployed, you know, even and you can't spin it. Don't put yourself down. Kind of take that and make a joke about it, do something, you know, make something, keep it, keep it light and keep it positive. Because yeah. the minute you start getting negative and the minute you start getting, right. you know, purveying what you were feeling inside yeah. in a negative way, the other person just takes that. I did this, which I don't know if it's the best thing to do, but um, I uh, went out with someone and they were like, what'd you do today? And what I did all day is secret. <laughs> I, I drive for Uber sometimes. It's embarrassing. Not a secret. Not a secret. Hundreds of thousands of people know about it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we don't do have hundreds of thousands of listeners. That's not a secret. Um, a million people know about it. I love it. But he goes, what did you do today? And I didn't want to tell him that I drove for Uber. I just mm-hmm. didn't want to because I'm trying to transition out of it. It's not something that like I want him to know about me the first time we meet. He said he drove for a lift. And- <laughs> <laughs> um, I said I cry in a lift instead. Yeah. Um, but I just said, I don't really want to talk about it. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And he, I think that's cute for a girl. For a girl. I, I don't know if a guy could pull it off. I don't know if I want to talk <laughs> I, But I was. I was like, talk about it. And he's like, okay. And we didn't talk about it. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that would be cute coming out of a guy's mouth. No. Say no. it. Say no. it. No. I'd be like, what were you like, banging I don't want to talk about it. No, because then you're no, yeah, I'd be like, like an asshole. Yeah, yeah, I sound like yeah. a dick. And yeah. pretty much if I don't, if I say anything that's not like nice, I'm a dick. Yeah. That's nice, right? I always hear that from... A man, I would think, oh, he's like dating fifty people, yeah, like number exactly. six for the day. Yeah, like you Check banged please, a bunch. Really, I was, you know, <laughs> banged a bunch of watching Sense yes. Eight for thirty hours eating food. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's interesting. You would think that they were a player. Yes. Yeah, I, 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 there's I something to hide. Yeah, there's oh, something to hide for sure. It's interesting. You would and it sounds kind of cold coming from a guy. Like I don't really feel like sharing with you. With you, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not good. You're not enough special to enough. Enough. I care about. I messed up, though. I know I shouldn't I have said that. Up. No, I'm not. Oh, no, no. But, I mean, you, there's nothing wrong with saying that. But I think yeah. it's kind of messed up that a guy can't just go. Oh, it is. Yeah. You know, I really don't want to talk about it right now. It's, it's like, like okay, oh, asshole. this guy's an asshole, and fucking. You get a drink in your face. That's why there's like it's dating, dating. So when you're meeting people, it is to get to know each other. So if you're leading with like, oh, I'm not going to talk about it, then that's a red flag. But why if you're saying why is it not a red flag on the opposite? And it's like kind of cute when a girl does it. I listen because maybe she was doing her hair all day or like shaving her her coochie cooch. Maybe there's more things that are. That's what she does for a living. (laughs) I didn't. I had a day off. Spent the day doing. Yeah. All right. I think we have done a very good job of uh, dissecting depression. Basically, what I've heard from this conversation is that you can date if you are depressed and you have a hold of it. But even if you don't have a hold of it, then you can go out into the world and date other individuals. date as long as you're also simultaneously working on yourself. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's the best way to do it. Great take. Because I am doing that. And if you're in L.A., just realize 99% of the people you're dating are probably just depressed. Right. Exactly. Or New York. Or any big city. Maybe this, yeah. For the positive people. I'm so depressed right now. It's horrible. Okay, I, I wanted to get to some of our overanalyzed 
this question. So as we're getting off a topic of depression and we're diving into other people being depressed yeah. about something and wanting our advice on it. Okay. My name is Bill. I have a question for you. I'm 30 years old and a virgin. I chose this because oh, I believe... Oh, definitely depressed. Yeah. <laughs> I, because I believe my first time should be with my wife. I am educated and have two small businesses in the pet industry. I do well for myself financially. Guarantee has like a lizard shop. <laughs> <laughs> this guy sounds like a lizard shop. And like goldfish. <laughs> Virgin, lizard shop. It just makes sense. <laughs> and I have two apartments. One I rent out and the other I live in. My problem is this. When I tell a potential girlfriend my point of view on sex before marriage, they tend not to want to talk to me. The last time I had a girlfriend, this came out on our way back from the movies. She wanted to spend the night, but I told her it wasn't proper for us to be together in a sexual fashion if we were not married. It was uh, dark in the car when we had this conversation, but I could, out of the corner of my eye, see her kind of laughing at me. She acted like it was okay and said she respected my opinion, but later she never returned my phone calls. And later I found out she was calling me limp dick and other things behind my back. This must be written by a very young person. Wait, no, 30. Oh, shoot. Mm -hmm. He's 30. Well, but the girl might, might be like 12. Great. I don't yeah. know. This is horrible. I don't understand why some women say they want a good man, but never seem to respect one. I am not perfect, but I think I'm in a good position in life with no kids and ready to settle down. I see thugs actually get more women than me. I think I did this question, by the way, but you you'll did? give a better answer. Okay. It's just me and my, my friend Molly. I probably didn't. Oh, did I air that one? Yeah, you did. Oh, I did. Yeah. Shoot. Anyway, well, you're hearing all of our different perspectives on this. I have traditional values. What can I do? I am getting fed up with this. This has happened many times when sex comes up and I tell the girls my stance. I thought women would respect and follow you. Uh, he also, this, I do remember this question because it kind of bothers me because I, I'm, I'm somewhat prudish so I can relate in a way, but at the same time, check a calendar. It's 2017. It's not 1955. Right. And so he's getting angry because he and his mind is living in a society with different values than him. Okay. So. First of all, he needs to stop getting angry because he has to realize that's like going to like a grocery store and being like, where are all the videos for movies? Like, well, you're in a grocery store. So it's like you're in 2017. I went on a date recently. The same guy that I said, um, I don't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. He didn't try to like kiss me or anything at the end. And I was like, oh, the guy must think I'm like really ugly. And it hurt my self-esteem because we live in a place where like guys, you know, guys are doing that you know they're wanting to have sex and they're wanting to like hook up with chicks and then when you, you're not one that they do that to you or question you think you I mean you believe because right seen, because we don't want to give that right. stuff away and don't want to just kiss you instantly on but we're like day. programmed to think that that's yes. what's supposed to happen so when it doesn't happen we get confused but at the same time women want gentlemen so i can see how you can get angry but she got offended in that for her to like call him those names Right. All he was yeah, saying, that's well, very respectful. Immature, first of all, well, yeah, yeah. very, very immature. Like, that's yes, not yeah. her. One hundred percent. I'm glad that you highlighted that because it's yeah. interesting. I have, um, I do an email coaching program, so I have this one client right now who has a very similar situation, uh, and he, I asked him if he could send me the dialogue from what he remembers how he would speak to her when they were getting into like a more sexual scenario, and he broke down like sentence by sentence the things that he was saying to her, and in that moment. He was very cold because he was uncomfortable talking about mm -hmm. the fact that he has this certain belief about not having sex before marriage. Um, he was cold and didn't give her a, lo a lot more information. Just, you know, I don't I don't want to have sex with somebody that I'm not going to get married to. Which for me, if I were to hear that, I'd be like, okay, you don't see me serious. All these things. What, I'm not me. good enough to marry? Whatever. Exactly. Right. So like that, that's where it does go to. It goes to like a negative place for that. Or it can go to a negative place for yeah. that woman. Vice versa. If a girl and vice versa. like, I don't want to, you know, like a guy will... I mean, guys are more accustomed to having a the girl. rejection. Yeah, having a girl like for a couple of times be like, listen, let's right. like take it like, slow. slow down. But still, like if a girl, you know, it goes through a guy's head as well, going like, oh shit, you know, like me. But, she, you know, yeah, not find me attractive. We're just exactly. Kind of, a lot of us are assholes and resilient. We're just like, oh, we'll just try it again. Right, exactly. <laughs> I'll go back and do it again. So here's the thing I, I'm not condoning her behavior because I thought that that was. Yeah, I don't know if she was really laughing at you. I think that that just means maybe how you're interpreting the situation. Maybe she was uncomfortable with it because she didn't know that's how you thought about sex before marriage before. I know that when I get nervous, I laugh because I'm not really sure what to do. Mm -hmm. It's very uncomfortable for me. Um, I think that in a situation like this, it is always nice to smooth uh, news like this, smooth news like this over with the other person so that you're giving them, you know, more information and you're being kind to the other person, even if it's a very uncomfortable situation. So, for example, if this guy were to have that belief, which I I completely respect, you have to respect other people's values. Absolutely. If not, then right. you're not the right match for each other. That's, yeah. 
But then you then he can say in the future, you know what? I'm sorry we didn't talk about this earlier, but I have a really strong belief. Um, I really I I want to save myself um, for marriage, and I I'm enjoying what's happening between us. I don't know if that's where it's mm-hmm. going to go, but you know potentially it could. And I I see greatness between the two of us. But I have a really strong value for myself that I'm not going to be intimate with somebody before it I get married. It doesn't sound like he said it that way, though. No, it yeah. doesn't. It's just like mm-hmm. I, he may have just been very cold and uncomfortable. And so, therefore, not that I can understand that reaction because it's horrible, but it's to her friends where she's saying these things. It's a human reaction. It's a human but reaction. It somehow got back to him, which is not, right. that's not somebody I would want to date. Right, exactly. But at the same time, haven't you in the past, I'm guessing this girl mm-hmm. is like 26, 27, in the past when, some guy rejected you to make yourself feel better having you said, oh, well, he has a small penis. Like yeah, right to now. your girlfriends, right? Because you're just angry in that moment or wh- whatever it is that comes out of your mouth. He has a limp dick like that to protect your own security level. Mm-hmm. You say those things. And then, yes, that does get back to that person. So I'm giving this girl the benefit of the doubt. She may be a horrible cunt, and <laughs> like a whole bad person, but I'm guessing that that's what's going on in this scenario. It's multiple levels of insecurity and not enough information being shared. Well, first he should feel that. really good about himself because she was ready to go. Right. She right. was yeah. ready to go that right. night. Right. That guy should point. be, yeah. Well, maybe she just went in for a kiss. Oh, man. And oh, maybe like, he... And maybe he's like, well, I have to tell you my deal. Yeah. Like, I guess no I'm touching. just picturing being a little bit more stiff. But I, I think on all I, levels, I, Information that like that is easier to come out after you... They already like the person. I mean, it's like yeah. whether or not... Not to even compare this to having herpes, like Crystal was saying. I care everything to herpes. Theme of the day. Life is herpes. Politically depressed or whatever. It's like, wait until you feel right with that person to see if, um, and then see how they take it. And then I think that the person that's right for you will be on board with it if they like you enough. And if not, then they're probably going to hit the road. I think something that we said on the show when we did it was you have to go to the right places, which to meet the same people. People right. with the same um, values. values. And it's not on so Tinder. go to church. So that's I'm curious where he was meeting these people. It would be a church. You go to matchmaking agencies who they're only going to set you up with other Christian. people. That Christian are mingles, Christian singles, yes. all those places. Absolutely. There's, yeah. there, it's so, all those people are boring. No, <laughs> they are. They're not having sex. They're duds. But um, <laughs> no, but they're, they're, the thing is, is that the internet is a wonderful resource and not, people so don't use everybody. it enough. Right. Any area that you live in. I mean, some, if you live in like a very small town. But no matter what, there's going to be something close to you that will give you options of people that do share strong core values. And that is a very strong core value that you believe in that other people may not share, but can respect and understand. Mm -hmm. So as you know, you can look for them in Christian Mingle sites, but there are possibilities that you can meet somebody that may If you Google it, I bet you it's out there. I mean, I saw an embroidery dating thing. What? (laughs) I was on Meetup like a year ago and I was like, all women, what? No, it was yeah, like men do embroidery. Yeah, it was like it was something like that where it was like an embroidery meetup for singles. That's amazing. So I'm just saying, like, try meetup, Google it. You yeah, were saying that yeah. you were on J Swipe. I mean, yeah, there's somebody, there's a dating. The dating there's somebody for there is. Yeah. You have to research. Yeah. Oh, they're dating so dangerous. I've like taken but myself they're an option. Off Bumble this is the thing, it's that you don't only use those dating. They can be one resource that you're having. And right. I love the main thing that you're highlighting is that you have to be proactive with going after what you right. want. If you want to be a stylist and you want to style people, you don't like sit at home on your computer designing for yourself. You get out there, you talk to people about fashion, you go and you network. Like there's there's multiple things that you can do to own a skill and then right. get that skill out to other people so that they can utilize it as well. Same thing with dating. Like people are not going to come knocking on your door to find you. I always compare the dating to getting in shape. So it's like, if you really want to get in shape and there's 50 pounds to lose or whatever, you're going to get a personal trainer. You're going to go to the gym. You're going to walk with friends. You're going to join a meetup group. You can't just put all in all your eggs into one basket. Like Aaron was saying, like dating app, like bulimia. Like bulimia. You got to do it all until the right one comes along. I'm sorry. I said like bulimia. Yes. <laughs> Puke all your eggs into one bag. Right, exactly. I joined Planet Fitness, by the way. Planet Fitness? They're not even a sponsor, but it's $10 a month. Why? It's five minutes away have, from and us. And they have a tanning booth in all of them, too. I they do, but that's $30. Wow. That's $30? Yeah. Get you on the that's an upgrade. Oh, upgrade. I joined Planet Fitness as well, Woo. and then I canceled my membership after a few months. You actually paid more money to cancel it than you did to actually It was free. Them. Oh, it was free to cancel. How fancy. Wait, so, but you go to Equinox. How did you downgrade so much? This is the thing. It's too far, and I'm not. I can't, I don't have enough time right now. To Are you go. going to the one off Pico? No, that's going to open up really soon. I'm no, that one's it. already open. No, no, no. Pico and um, 
No, no oh, Venice. Not Wilshire. It's well, if you go uh, east on Pico, it doesn't matter. What? I'll find out this afterwards. From Equinox to Venice. Yeah, that's a down drain. I was at Equinox and I was like running and I was sweating and like immediately. <laughs> really? And I, was I like, love that. I miss my Equinox. Oh, but it was a three hour adventure. It took yeah. half an hour to get there. Then the parking's 15 minutes. Then I go and do yeah. my class. It's, it was too much time. And I don't have that much time anymore for right now. In f- five months, it'll be better. It'll be like better balanced and stuff. But for right now, this is five minutes away. They have a circuit class. I, my muscles are goo right now. Everything's pink so, and yellow. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I like it. Anyway. You're fine. Too. That's fine. Purple. purple. Okay. Yeah. I'm doing for, for getting back <laughs> yes. into shape post-baby. I am doing multiple things and I'm yes. looking up online other resources as well. You're absolutely right. You can't just find the answer to whatever you're looking for just in mm-hmm. one place, which leads to depression as well. Looking for all of it in one person. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's get First it. of all, I want to say one more thing. Go for um, it. Dick of the day. Here's the, um, <laughs> I'm gonna, that's my new name. Uh, girls are always looking for the good guy. Right. And then something like this happens. And this is like a blanket statement, but something like this happens. And all of a sudden you don't want the good guy. You don't want the good guy. You want the bad guy. And it's kind of a fucked up place for guys. Oh, totally. Because it's like, well, explain that a little bit. Well, I mean, I find myself sometimes being like overly like, like, well, do you want to go to a movie? Do you want to like I'm trying to like accommodate. Right. And then I'm all of a sudden like not the guy anymore. Now I'm just kind of like the pushover, the pushover. And then if I, you know, and then if I, you know, hold my ground a little too much, all of a sudden I'm the dick. dick. Well, Marty, and it's a really hard place. I'm not saying that guys have it hard, but in that, in that area, we kind of do have it a little hard. Yeah, well, yeah. Marnie's differentiated the two before. I forget what I've said. Well, Marty I think you said something like they don't want someone who's a jerk. They want someone who's assertive. Yes. And so it's the assertiveness that mm, makes you appealing and sexy as the quote-unquote bad guy. But it's not that you're bad. It's that you're assertive. Right. But You can be but good and still wear the pants in the relationship. Right. But you're not going to like go date other girls, you know, out of the blue. Like, right. that makes you the bad, bad you guy. I just have to watch a lot of Ryan Gosling. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. Well, just that one. No, just which one? The one where the, his hair is falling in his face? The, oh, Every movie. No. What the, is it the called? Notebook. Yeah, but, oh, The Notebook as yeah. well. Oh, you're talking well, about Crazy by, Sexy Love? Yes, I love that one. Yeah. By the way, my roommate used to go out with Ryan Gosling. Oh. And he lived in London, Ontario? No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when he lived before... Before he was super duper famous, but when he was filming the notebook. Oh, really? The pretty one? When did he move to Brooklyn? Because all I hear is a Brooklyn. Right, everyone. Yeah, that's bullshit. I know, in every movie that he's in. Anyway, that annoys her, by the way. The The Brooklyn accent. She's like, I don't believe it. Totally turned on. Yeah, Yeah, Such a falsy. But she did tell me something he does during sex, which I won't say. I'll say off the air. I'll say now. Well, I can't. I don't know if she'd get mad at me. Oh, okay, fine. But that would be interesting to hear. Not that I care. Right. Okay. I wanted yeah. to go back to what you were saying. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> Sorry. Oh my God, you are. <laughs> I know, it's horrible. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yep, anyway. I'll bring a pump next time. Um, insight into Marnie. There we go. Okay, what you were saying before <laughs> yeah. about like the, the difference, like when you're too accommodating, it's not a turn on. And if you're the dick, then it is a turn off. Yeah. So this, this guy that wrote in, he was kind of, you know, it's not that he was being, a, he's kind of, he's being a good guy. I mean, for himself, at least he's, he's, is it something that I would do? No, but it's, you know, he's, he wants to wait because he feels like well, immediately he's the being the good guy would would be to say, you know what? I really like you and I want to go slow with things right. as opposed to this is my value. So I'm not mm-hmm. going to. Yeah, that's a big difference. It's all about so that could be very yeah, deliberate. It's, it's how you deliver it. The, that's kind of rejected. He is saying this is me. This, this is me. What I'm doing and I don't. Give and not a shit factoring about you in at all. You, yeah. Yeah. The guy that didn't kiss me, I actually asked him about it in, in text. And what did he say? Um, he basically said that. He said, I don't want to be like every other douche out there. I think there's more steps to get to knowing someone. He said, believe good me, answer. I would love to. That is good. I would love to see you naked, but I'm just going to take my time. Oh, that's, that's a good answer. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. 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 I mean, but we don't talk anymore. But we <laughs> right. But it was a really good answer. Very good answer. I guess you don't have to say it again. People just rewind. Rewind. Anyway, that is, a, that is an excellent answer. Yeah. Um, how much time do we have? Our producer is gone. Everywhere we Five go, minutes. Right Five minutes. Five minutes. So I guess he's like, I've heard this shit before. We, well, actually, we should announce we have Ray back, who was on our show a very long, 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 long time ago. So anyway, Aww. he is back. Oh, perfect. Okay, so we'll go for two more minutes and answer this one question. I am a 24-year-old woman from, unless you want to end it now? Oh, no, we can keep now? going. Okay, because we've been on the show. Oh, right. Well, just we'll do this. Okay. 
Um, I, ah, I'm a 24. I just erase it. Sorry, guys. I'm a 24-year-old woman from Minnesota, and I've been listening to your podcast for quite some time now. I have learned so much, and I've become more confident in my sexuality because of it. Um, I have been dating my boyfriend for over 1.5 years, and I haven't met any of his friends and none of his family, except for his mom. I think it's just insane. I don't know what to do. I've talked to him about it, and he keeps telling me he is waiting for an occasion. There have been many occasions, birthdays, holidays, sporting events, et cetera. (laughs) He's like, that's that's a real occasion. Exactly. But he doesn't seem to want me to be part of his full life. Some people say he is cheating and has a wife, but I don't believe he is. He is nice, kind, supportive, and considerate. Other than this one issue, everything is perfect. How do I make myself clear that this is important to me and is breaking my heart? Extra info. He has met my entire family, including second cousins. He has met a great deal of my friends. He seems to get along with my family and friends, but it's sometimes quiet and reserved around them. Uh, He is an only child and his parents are divorced. I only met his mom because we accidentally ran into her one day. And then all three of us ended up getting dinner a couple of months later. Thank you. Wow. Anna. First, I just want to say the volume thing on my phone is broken. So when I turn it on silent, it doesn't actually go on silent. So okay, good. Just, anyway, I don't know the answer. You that's guys a red flag. It's a huge fucking red, huge flag. red flag. But, uh, but did it just talk about if they live together or if they like... I don't know. It's a, it's a year and a half. I'm guessing they don't live with each other. Um, or else she would say we live with each other. I, it I think sounds that's like he's definitely hiding her and there's another part of there's his life. Girl, I think. Right. It sounds like there's another Right. It almost sounds like, I mean, if she it was like he's married, I would think that he was married. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, she is 24 years old. I wonder how old he is. Mm. Yeah. But I, she's asked him, she's told him how important it is to her. I, Maybe he's he embarrassed of his family. Unless I wish she said and how. his friends. Yeah. Everybody. Maybe he doesn't have any of those. I friends. have a lot of embarrassing friends. I'm with oh my God. If, they're going to have to see all my friends. Yeah. But if somebody said to me, I'm waiting for an occasion to introduce you to my family after a year and a half, I'd be like. Regardless of the reason of if he's with somebody else or not, the fact that he's not taking into consideration her feelings right. and not doing anything, you need to get real. get out. That's of there. a huge indicator because right. once you have real things happening in your life, you're married, you have a death in the family, you have children, whatever it is. If he's going to apply this belief system or whatever it is that he's doing right now to how he's going to act towards you in mm-hmm. those times, it's going to spell disaster. You're oh, going yeah. to be very alone and by yourself in. Not even a relationship. It doesn't sound like you're in a relationship. So I, I agree with you guys. Um, end it. End, end it. it. Just right like now. this podcast this right. for you. Yes, just <laughs> this podcast. Perfect. Well, thank you guys for being on the show. I want to hear about Rain, where to get in touch with her, find out more about her style and how to have her style you. Stylebyrain.com and follow me on Instagram, Rain Parvis, R-A-Y-N-E-P-A-R-V-I-S. Perfect. And Aaron Sh- Aaron Schwartz. Schwartz. Yes, Jewish, I forgot. I'm um, Jew. Aaron Jew. <laughs> Uh, yeah, just, uh, just acting, acting away. And, uh, uh, you can follow me, Aaron Schwartz 11 on uh, Twitter or Instagram. You're in an upcoming movie. I'm in, a, I'm in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Coming oh, up. That's awesome. And, yeah. I'm just about to film a nice horror film called The Bone Box. Ooh, I want to be in the bone box. Be in it? Yeah, I'll be the bones. Exactly, exactly. And my co-host Kristen, depressed Uh, as usual. Just follow me on Instagram, K R I S C A R N, Chris Karn, and send me messages. Tons of our listeners have been sending me messages, and they go to the filtered box. So I check my filtered box a lot now. Oh, that's nice. Yes. Okay. So yeah, wonderful. And I write back. Yes, you'll probably have a lot. Well, keep yeah. sending us questions. These questions are great. They help us uh, with our show. <laughs> so keep sending them right into ask at askwomenpodcast.com if you want one of your questions answered at least at a minimum 10 months later. Yeah. We, will, we will get to it. Um, new episodes of the Ask Women podcast. It's back to being a podcast now because we are a legit podcast. We're right. no longer at that crappy place. Um, we're now at Wondery. I should make that, that announcement as well. Uh, but yeah, new episodes will be released, I believe, on Fridays, I think. We'll figure that out very shortly and we'll have a more accurate answer for next episode. Um, But you guys are awesome. Keep listening and thanks for supporting us. We'll see you next week. Bye.